the Bible, the most unique book in all of human history. It claims to be divine in origin, and it delivers a message that, if true, affects every human being on the planet Earth, in this life, and in whatever awaits us when this life is over. The Bible is unique in its survival. Over the past 2,000 years, no other book has been subjected to the intense scrutiny that the Bible has endured. Generations of linguists, historians, and archaeologists have explored the details of the Bible's production and tested the accuracy of its transmission to us today. Critics and foes have come and gone. Problems have been raised and solved, and still the Bible stands. Totally alone in the degree of its historical accuracy and reliability. The Bible is also unique in foretelling future events. The Old Testament alone contains over 2,000 specific predictions about people, cities, nations, and empires. Predictions made hundreds of years before being perfectly fulfilled in history. The Bible is unique in its influence. It's been called the fountainhead of Western civilization and is by far the most quoted text in America's founding documents. Millions of men, women, and children from every station and walk of life have felt the liberating, redeeming power of this book of books, and their changed lives have changed the world and the course of history. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your opportunity to hear this unique book, the entire Bible, every year. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Soapy Dollar. Good evening, everyone. Glad you're along with us tonight for the Bible Live broadcast. We're going to continue our way through the book of Jeremiah. This past week, we finished the book of Isaiah, the great prophet Isaiah, from 740 to 681 B.C. And now we are picking up with the prophet of God, preacher named Jeremiah. He began some 50 years later. He exercises his ministry 40 years preaching primarily to the nation of Judah in the south. Assyria has come down from Nineveh, their capital. They have captured and destroyed Samaria, the capital of the ten northern tribes, and with hooks through their noses, they carried them away into exile, never to return. That has already taken place. Now Jeremiah is preaching to the people of the south, pleading with them, calling upon them to repent, to turn back to God. When a country turns away from the true and living God, when they've had the legacy of faith, trusting God, and they've experienced the blessing of God in their lives, and they begin to spiral downward. They begin to abandon the true and living God. It affects every area of the society. The morals of the society are in decline. Dishonesty begin to take place. There's a lot of crime in the society. You'll see a lot of official corruption as those who have power from fame or from money. They use that power for self-indulgence. The economy takes a real hit. Jobs and the trade opportunities and so on, they are sacrificed. That is why it's so important we pay attention to these prophets and to the message that they are proclaiming in their time. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about it in a moment. Right now, though, let's go to our wisdom and worship segment in Psalm 111, which has the theme that all that God does is good. And reverence, respect for God is the beginning of wisdom, a deep awe of the true Psalm and living God. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. 
Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders he performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who trust him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. End of reading Psalm 111. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. All right, yes, indeed we do. We pray, we pray, we pray. The signals are not good in America today. This is a country up for grabs. This is a nation that has turned away from the true and living God. There's never been a nation where everybody, 100% of the citizenry, but a great number of the citizens across the board, a high percentage, have been God-respecting people, people who were willing to understand the values that come from a biblical formation. And yet we're turning away from it so very much. And frankly, you're going to get a look at what a society is in decline as we read through the books of Isaiah now and the book of Jeremiah. In our last reading from Jeremiah, the opening chapters, we saw how Jeremiah received his call to ministry, how he felt unworthy and unable to be a spokesman for God. And yet God says, if you'll just be obedient and faithful, I will take and use your life. And so we see now Jeremiah beginning to preach, calling on Judah to turn back to God. Now, in spite of their great sin, the people of Judah continued to talk like they're God's children. They still knew all the vocabulary, all the God words and all the worship words and the sacrifices. They still had all the rituals down, but their hearts were far away from God. The only way they could do that, of course, was to minimize their sin, to ignore the wickedness that was among them. When we know we've done something wrong, we want to downplay the error. We want to relieve some of the guilt that we feel. And as we minimize our sinfulness, we naturally shy away from making changes. And so we keep right on sinning. This process that I was telling you about, and we see it going on in our society each and every day. And the only way to break it is to completely break away from the sin. If we view every wrong attitude and action as a serious offense against God, we will begin to understand what living for God is all about. And uh, the, the question we want to be asking ourselves is, is there sin in my life? Is there some sin in my life that I've written off as too small to worry about? God says that we must confess. That means agree with him about our sin and turn away from that sin. Now, the northern kingdom Israel has fallen to Assyria, and its people have been taken away into captivity. The tragic lesson of their fall should have caused the southern kingdom Judah to return to God, 
But Judah ignored that example, that lesson, and Jeremiah is urging them to return to God to avoid disaster. Jeremiah 4, 1 through 6.30, Jeremiah 4. O Israel, come back to me, says the Lord, if you will throw away your detestable idols and go astray no more, and if you will swear by my name alone and begin to live good, honest lives and uphold justice. Then you will be a blessing to the nations of the world, and all people will come and praise my name. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. Do not waste your good seed among thorns. Cleanse your hearts and minds before the Lord, or my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. Shout to Jerusalem and to all Judah. Tell them to sound the alarm throughout the land. Run for your lives! Flee to the fortified cities! Send a signal toward Jerusalem. Flee now! Do not delay! For I am bringing terrible destruction upon you from the north. A lion stalks from its den, a destroyer of nations, and it is headed for your land. Your towns will lie in ruins, empty of people. So put on clothes of mourning and weep with broken hearts, for the fierce anger of the Lord is still upon us. In that day, says the Lord, the king and the officials will tremble in fear. The priests and the prophets will be struck with horror. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, the people have been deceived by what you said, for you promised peace for Jerusalem. Yet the sword is even now poised to strike them dead. The time is coming when the Lord will say to the people of Jerusalem, A burning wind is blowing in from the desert. It is not a gentle breeze, useful for winnowing grain. It is a roaring blast sent by me. Now I will pronounce your destruction. Our enemy rushes down on us like a storm wind. His chariots are like whirlwinds. His horses are swifter than eagles. How terrible it will be. Our destruction is sure. O oh, Jerusalem, cleanse your hearts that you may be saved. How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? From Dan and the hill country of Ephraim, your destruction has been announced. Warn the surrounding nations and announce to Jerusalem, The enemy is coming from a distant land, raising a battle cry against the towns of Judah. They surround Jerusalem like watchmen surrounding a field. For my people have rebelled against me, says the Lord. Your own actions have brought this upon you. This punishment is a bitter dose of your own medicine. It has pierced you to the heart. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. My heart, my heart, I writhe in pain. My heart pounds within me. I cannot be still, for I have heard the blast of enemy trumpets and the roar of their battle cries. Waves of destruction roll over the land until it lies in complete desolation. Suddenly, every tent is destroyed. In a moment, every shelter is crushed. How long must this go on? How long must I be surrounded by war and death? My people are foolish and do not know me, says the Lord. They are senseless children who have no understanding. They are clever enough at doing wrong, but they have no talent at all for doing right. I looked at the earth, and it was empty and formless. I looked at the heavens, and there was no light. I looked at the mountains and hills, and they trembled and shook. I looked, and all the people were gone. All the birds of the sky had flown away. I looked, and the fertile fields had become a wilderness. The cities lay in ruins, crushed by the Lord's fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined, but I will not destroy it completely. The earth will mourn, the heavens will be draped in black, because of my decree against my people. 
I have made up my mind and will not change it. At the noise of marching armies, the people flee in terror from the cities. They hide in bushes and run for the mountains. All the cities have been abandoned. Not a person remains. What are you doing, you who have been plundered? Why do you dress up in your most beautiful clothing and jewelry? Why do you brighten your eyes with mascara? It will do you no good. Your allies despise you and will kill you. I hear a great cry, like that of a woman giving birth to her first child. It is the cry of Jerusalem's people gasping for breath, pleading for help, prostrate before their murderers. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 5. Run up and down every street in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look high and low, search throughout the city. If you can find even one person who is just and honest, I will not destroy the city. Even when they are under oath, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, they all tell lies. Lord, you are searching for honesty. You struck your people, but they paid no attention. You crushed them, but they refused to turn from sin. They are determined, with faces set like stone. They have refused to repent. Then I said, But what can we expect from the poor and ignorant? They don't know the ways of the Lord. They don't understand what God expects of them. I will go and speak to their leaders. Surely they will know the Lord's ways and what God requires of them. But the leaders, too, had utterly rejected their God. So now a lion from the forest will attack them. A wolf from the desert will pounce on them. A leopard will lurk near their towns, tearing apart any who dare to venture out. For their rebellion is great and their sins are many. How can I pardon you? For even your children have turned from me. They have sworn by gods that are not gods at all. I fed my people until they were fully satisfied, but they thanked me by committing adultery and lining up at the city's brothels. They are well-fed, lusty stallions, each neighing for his neighbor's wife. Should I not punish them for this, asked the Lord? Should I not avenge myself against a nation such as this? Go down the rows of the vineyards and destroy them, but leave a scattered few alive. Strip the branches from the vine, for they do not belong to the Lord. The people of Israel and Judah are full of treachery against me, says the Lord. They have lied about the Lord and have said, He won't bother us. No disasters will come upon us. There will be no war or famine. God's prophets are windbags, full of words with no divine authority. Their predictions of disaster will fall on themselves. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because the people are talking like this, I will give you messages that will burn them up as if they were kindling wood. O oh, Israel, I will bring a distant nation against you, says the Lord. It is a mighty nation, an ancient nation, a people whose language you do not know, whose speech you cannot understand. Their weapons are deadly, their warriors are mighty. They will eat your harvest and your children's bread, your flocks of sheep and your herds of cattle. Yes, they will eat your grapes and figs, and they will destroy your fortified cities, which you think are so safe. Yet even in those days, I will not blot you out completely, says the Lord. And when your people ask, why is the Lord our God doing this to us? You must reply, you rejected him and gave yourselves to foreign gods in your own land. Now you will serve foreigners in a land that is not your own. Make this announcement to Israel and to Judah. Listen, you foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Do you have no respect for me? Why do you not tremble in my presence? 
I, the Lord, am the one who defines the ocean's sandy shoreline, an everlasting boundary that the waters cannot cross. The waves may toss and roar, but they can never pass the bounds I set. But my people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned against me and have chosen to practice idolatry. They do not say from the heart, Let us live in awe of the Lord our God, for He gives us rain each spring and fall, assuring us of plentiful harvests. Your wickedness has deprived you of these wonderful blessings. Your sin has robbed you of all these good things. Among my people are wicked men who lie in wait for victims like a hunter hiding in a blind. They are continually setting traps for other people. Like a cage filled with birds, their homes are filled with evil plots. And the results? Now they are great and rich. They are well-fed and well-groomed, and there is no limit to their wicked deeds. They refuse justice to orphans and deny the rights of the poor. Should I not punish them for this? asked the Lord. Should I not avenge myself against a nation such as this? A horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land. The prophets give false prophecies, and the priests rule with an iron hand. And worse yet, my people like it that way. But what will you do when the end comes? You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 6. Run for your lives, you people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the alarm in Tekoa. Send up a signal at Beth HaKarem. Warn everyone that a powerful army is coming from the north to destroy this nation. O Jerusalem, you are my beautiful and delicate daughter, but I will destroy you. Enemy shepherds will surround you. They will set up camp around the city and divide your pastures for their flocks. They shall prepare for battle and attack at noon. But now the day is fading and the evening shadows are falling. So let us attack by night and destroy her palaces. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Cut down the trees for battering rams. Build ramps against the walls of Jerusalem. This is the city to be punished, for she is wicked through and through. She spouts evil like a fountain. Her streets echo with the sounds of violence and destruction. Her sickness and sores are ever before me. This is your last warning, Jerusalem. If you do not listen, I will empty the land. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Disaster will fall upon you. Even the few who remain in Israel will be gleaned again, as when a harvester checks each vine a second time to pick the grapes that were missed. To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. So now I am filled with the Lord's fury. Yes, I am weary of holding it in. I will pour out my fury over Jerusalem, even on children playing in the streets, on gatherings of young men, and on husbands and wives and grandparents. Their homes will be turned over to their enemies, and so will their fields and their wives. For I will punish the people of this land, says the Lord. From the least to the greatest, they trick others to get what does not belong to them. Yes, even my prophets and priests are like that. They offer superficial treatments for my people's mortal wound. They give assurances of peace when all is war. Are they ashamed when they do these disgusting things? No, not at all. They don't even blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be humbled beneath my punishing anger, says the Lord. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. So now the Lord says, stop right where you are. Look for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. 
I set watchmen over you who said, Listen for the sound of the trumpet. But you replied, No, we won't pay attention. Therefore, listen to this, all you nations. Take note of my people's condition. Listen, all the earth. I will bring disaster upon my people. It is the fruit of their own sin because they refuse to listen to me. They have rejected all my instructions. There is no use now in offering me sweet incense from Sheba. Keep your expensive perfumes. I cannot accept your burnt offerings. Your sacrifices have no sweet fragrance for me. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will put obstacles in my people's path. Fathers and sons will both fall over them. Neighbors and friends will collapse together. This is what the Lord says. See a great army marching from the north. A great nation is rising against you from far off lands. They are fully armed for slaughter. They are cruel and show no mercy. As they ride forward, the noise of their army is like a roaring sea. They are marching in battle formation to destroy you, Jerusalem. We have heard reports about the enemy, and we are weak with fright. Fear and pain have gripped us like that of a woman about to give birth. Don't go out to the fields. Don't travel the roads. The enemy is everywhere, and they are ready to kill. We are terrorized at every turn. Now, my people, dress yourself in sackcloth and sit among the ashes. Mourn and weep bitterly, as for the loss of an only son. For suddenly the destroying armies will be upon you. Jeremiah, I have made you a tester of metals, that you may determine the quality of my people. Are they not the worst of rebels, full of slander? They are as insolent as bronze, as hard and cruel as iron. All of them lead others into corruption. The bellows blow fiercely. The refining fire grows hotter, but it will never purify and cleanse them because there is no purity in them to refine. I will label them rejected silver because I, the Lord, am discarding them. End of reading, Jeremiah 4, 1 through 6, 30. A society, a culture in decline, spiraling down and down further into immorality, into corruption, into economic decline. And yet, in spite of all the warnings Jeremiah is giving them, the Assyrians in the north and the Babylonians, they simply do not want to hear. The key question here for the people is, are we fitting into God's redemptive plan for the world? He says, if you were fitting in, then you would be a blessing to the nations of the world, and all people would come and praise my name. And that same question should be asked to us as Americans. Are we serving the purposes of God in our world today? Are we helping to spread freedom and justice? Are we helping to spread the good news of freedom? And there's some of that going on. There's no doubt about it. And yet, within our own culture, within our own society, we have disregarded freedom and the acknowledgement of the true and living God. We're not so much apt to fall from enemies without, although we've come under that kind of attack as well some years ago in 2001, it was called 9-11. But mainly we are being attacked and we are being destroyed by the enemy within. In chapter 4, Jeremiah tells them, if you wanted to return to me, you could. It's not that we can't do it. Repentance is in the will when we decide that we want to return to God and we do. 
Notice Jeremiah weeps in chapter 4. He cries. Oh, he said, my heart, my heart. He mourns for the country. How many of us as believers are weeping and mourning for what America has been, for what America could be? I remember Jesus cried and wept over Jerusalem. We should feel that same passion for our own nation. Given over to blasphemy, to filthy language, to sexual immorality almost at every level with an entertainment industry that is given over entirely to the appeal of sexuality. There's a dissolution of our marriages and families. All through the culture, we're being eaten up. Children, a new generation is rising without mom and dad and without that guidance. They're not turning toward God as well. So you have a terrible process going on of decline, decay within the culture. If you listen carefully to what Jeremiah says, he's laying out a description of a culture in decline. Chapter 5 begins with the poor, but then he thinks, well, I'll go to the leaders. Surely they know the ways of God and they understand God's laws. Look at chapter 5, verse 5. But the leaders, too, as one man, have thrown off God's yoke and broken his chains. And so you see the failure of the leadership in the culture. And, and that doesn't just mean the political leaders, the entertainment industry leaders, the people of influence in the culture, even prophets and priests, he said, prophets with their false messages and priests who abuse their authority, they abuse their influence over the people. And yet, finally, it comes down to the people themselves. But the people themselves liked it that way. God wants them to know in chapter 6, he emphasizes that God is the one behind your judgment, not just Babylon, not going to be China or Iran behind the God's judgment. It'll be God himself who judges America. Interestingly, the Lord warns Jeremiah's own tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, to run away, but not to the security of the great walled city of Jerusalem, because it was going to be under siege already, but toward Tekoa, a little town about 12 miles south of Jerusalem. Everybody from every background. But I ask you, what is your attitude whenever you are confronted with sin, with wrong? How often do we admit it and humbly receive it and repent? That's hard for an individual to do, much less a whole society of people. But that's what we're called upon to do. And as the Word says, if we wanted to repent, we could and we can. I hope we do. with Sophie Dollar is a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 